Hi guys, welcome to the second last episode of the first season of The Ida Aslin Show. And my guest for today is the super warm and super incredible Hannah Ismail. Some of you guys may know Hannah as a TV host, a moderator, a content creator. But to me, she's this bubbly personality who is really a sincere seeker of knowledge. My conversation with Hannah today led the both of us to have some real eye-opening realizations. We spoke about how she got into the entertainment industry, what she's learned from it. We spoke about how beautifully Allah has timed everything in her life. We spoke about her Japanese revert ex-housemate Nora. I can't wait for you guys to listen in to this super wholesome conversation. But before we jump in, here's a special shout out to my AA Plus champions who has made the production of this podcast possible. AA Plus is the premium membership platform that my team and I have created to help you feel more spiritually, mentally and emotionally connected every day. It's a good-for-your-soul, easy-on-the-pocket membership program for the constantly curious and I'd love for you to check us out. Simply head on over to aaplus.co, not .com, just .co to get started and I look forward to sharing with you a lot more good stuff over there. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy my conversation with Hannah Ismail or Hannah Banana as she's affectionately known. Editor, cue my music. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Aida Azlin Show and today with me is Miss Hannah Ismail. Assalamualaikum. Oh my god. So good to be here. Just that Although it's in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Just that cheery pop of voice, I would know that this episode is going to be Solid, inshallah. Okay, so just to give you guys a bit of context, Hana and I just met literally an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I've known her probably because we have mutual friends, great mutual friends. And I really wanted to speak to Hana for my podcast. I'm just curious, why? I think it's because you are a TV personality, like you are a host. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like you ground yourself very well mashallah like there's some sort of anchor that i feel i get when i read your captions or just from like what my friends have shared about you mashallah and, and you're part of a book club okay anyone who's, it's actually it's my first book club i don't care anyone <laughs> who's part of a book club is my friend oh mashallah <laughs> okay so hana do the honors of introducing yourself for people who don't really know who you are okay let's see where do I begin? Okay. Are you going <laughs> to I'm not going to say. Um, I'm 34 years old this year. Alhamdulillah. I've been a TV presenter and TV host f- uh, since 2012. So that makes it eight years. Mashallah. Is it? Going yeah, eight yeah. years? Yeah. Going eight years this year. I've been doing MC gigs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, still doing. But I have, an, I have an education background though. Yeah. So I used to be a teacher. Uh, so I taught in few schools in Johor and also in KL for quite some time until I decided to further my study. And while I was furthering my study, my mom felt like... You know, the thing with my mom is she always have this idea of me being a TV presenter. Okay, oh. in her own words, eh, I quote verbatim. Eh? Kenapa tak masuk TV? Kenapa tak nak masuk TV? You know? So, it's so, so interesting your mom has I know, that. Right? I know, right? I never imagined myself on TV. I think it might be her dua as well. Yeah, maybe. That you became yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's why. I guess mom knows best lah, kan? Yeah. Um, Is it so, because she has always seen you with a flair for being on screen? Like um, how, or is it or maybe or maybe it's she her just dream. likes the idea she just likes the idea of her child or anyone like, of maybe her yeah you know, that's what I was like thinking so why, maybe yeah. she wanted to do it yes. but then maybe she cannot so she's asking yeah, you to do it be. I'm fulfilling her dreams right mashallah. now mashallah so mashallah um, so just this one day there's an audition happening in JB so they are looking for future TV hosts so she forced me to go for the audition she even filled all the forms for me she mashallah. drove me there and well, to be honest that time I haven't had my shower yet oh wow <laughs> maybe that's why it's you it's on born. a weekend it's on a weekend <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so it's on a weekend. So I went and Alhamdulillah, here I am. When you were like competing, did you ever had that feeling like, what am I doing here? Yes, all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so then what happened? Like, were you During enjoying the competition? Yourself or? Well, part of me is not enjoying it because you're competing. So you're not really enjoying what you're really doing. Mm. But I knew that this gonna open a lot of opportunities for me in the future. And yeah, Alhamdulillah, true enough, I cannot imagine myself doing anything but this. Mm. Yeah. I think from there, you found your purpose. Sort of, yes. Yeah, you mentioned something very interesting when we had, um, when we were recording for your vlog, which we're going to talk about later in this episode. Mm -hmm. So you said something that really impacted me. You said that this line of work that you're in could be your form of hitmah, which is like a form of service yep. towards Allah, right? Yep. And I thought, wow, that's such a great intention to have when doing your line of work. So how did you arrive to that point? Hmm, it took me a while actually. Uh, okay, where do I even begin again? Where, <laughs> where do, do I, I begin? begin? <laughs> okay, so I was telling you that I recently lost my job, right? Well, yeah. in a way I quit as well because I knew that I wanted to do something else which is something that is more purposeful in life where I get to not just do hosting or emceeing as a form of khidmah but at the same time, I get to attend more majlis uh, oh. after I quit my job. Okay. Of which I think if I were to continue, I wouldn't be able to do so. Mm. Alhamdulillah, I was given the opportunity. I think it was last two years. Last two years, I was given the opportunity to produce and host few Islamic shows for certain channels. So that somewhat opened up few opportunities for me. And also it opened up it's like I have like this new horizon. Yeah. Like a new purpose of why I'm in this line. I understand. So when you were doing this kind of shows, mm -hmm. that's when you felt like this is it. Like this is what I want to do more of. Yeah. Because prior to that, were you not doing like Islamic shows kind of? Um, not really because initially I always have this question you know because people always say that working in this TV industry you are open to a lot of uh, a lot of environments that is not good for you mm -hmm. and it kind of bothered me as well because it's the entertainment industry because it's, right? because it's the entertainment industry and yeah of course once in a while uh, I will have this feeling of it's like me rejecting what I'm doing you know do you so, have that feeling? So for a while, yeah, because you know, like when I do my vlogs, some of them would comment like, oh, women are not supposed to be out like online. We're not supposed to hear your voice, basically. Mm -hmm. so, okay. Like some people are just like saying like, oh, women should just like basically stay at home and do nothing. But there is also like a point of time where I feel like I'm too much out there because of the vlogs and I miss being private about it. I think it's a bit yeah. different from you, but... I think for you, it was the struggle of like being in an industry where it is known for it to be a channel of, I wouldn't say... Just pure entertainment. Yeah. Like so, there's no real... Yes, it's like uh, you're... Because this, your center is supposed to be your God, right? Your mm. Allah is supposed to be your center, right? Mm. So I feel like I cannot center myself around there whenever I'm in the industry. That's very interesting that you said that because I remember reading an article where it was written by a Jewish man mm. and he was saying that one of the biggest sector that you should be in if you want to heighten your influence is the entertainment industry because people watch TV. Yes. If there is no representation of a Muslim voice, yes. then, you know. Yeah. So I, think, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's just that I think when I was doing that, it's just purely entertainment, you know. I feel like I'm not giving... Value. Value to the work that I'm doing. And I feel like it's about time at my age that I should be giving back to the community and I'm not giving it. Mm. That's how. That's what I feel back then. Until I was given the opportunity to produce more Islamic shows. That's when it hit me, you know. This, this is the be, kind of shows. This is the kind of shows that I want. This is kind of that shows of the legacy that I want to leave for the future mm. generation, you know. It's not so much on taking credits or having all the fame and glamour. That's really not my thing. Yeah, not my thing and not my focus, actually. You just want to be a part of something meaningful. Yes. Have you ever I don't think I'm doing that back then. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever thought of producing your own shows? You do, right? 
Well, I produce shows for the for the channels lah. Mm. I produce shows for the channel, but I haven't like have the courage uh, to actually start produce content independently. Mm. So this so is your what YouTube, I'm working yeah, on. Your YouTube inshallah. channel will be the first step, inshallah. Yes. Okay, you mentioned that at this age, <laughs> mm-hmm. at this age, you feel like you know you should be doing something more. Do you think? During your course of life, there were moments in your life where you took a complete one eighty. I think it happened once mm-hmm. when you stopped being a teacher and becoming a host. Was there any such moments in your life where you changed drastically? I I wouldn't say a drastic change, but from time to time I will go back to that realization that I should be doing something, but mm. I felt stuck. Mm. I just don't know how. I just don't know how back then. I just work from day to day basis. So long as it pays off my debt, so long as I get to pay off my commitments, and I'm good. Mm. So I wasn't like really thinking, what is my purpose actually? Mm. What was my real purpose in this life? So what made you decide to quit this time round? Like, was there something big that happened? Okay, there are a few incidences. There are a few um, moments, but I think the biggest would be during Ramadan last year where I get to spend more time doing my ibadah rather than work, I have more time, I have more me time. Mm. So that's when I came to this realization. you know what? You cannot do this any longer. You just have to take that plunge. You have just, just have mm. to take that leap of faith. You have to start planning something mm. for your future. Mm. So that's when I slowly started to go to classes and... And also, there's this one point whereby I ha- I got an invitation from a friend who wants me to join this circle. So this circle is called the Hadija, where it has all the celebrities in it, all the female celebrities or Malaysian female celebrities in it. I think I know. Yes. Yeah. It's called the Hadija. There's Diana Amir. Yeah, there's yeah. Lisa Surihani. Yes. There's El Faiza. So that's when it hit me. You know, I can use this platform and avenue for me to do more. So. In a way, I'm not alone in this. I'm mm. not alone in this. There's actually a lot of celebrities out there struggling. Uh, to find that balance. To find that balance. I won't say balance because balance means you have to put so more yeah. equivalent to yeah. religion rather than Correct. dunya. Priority should be the faith. Yes. Yeah. And they all have their interesting stories as well. How they do their hijrah and their hijrah stories. So... That's the turning point for me. That's when I said I've had enough. I need to take the leap of faith for myself. Mm. Yeah. So when exactly did your hijra started? I don't know. Because for me, it was a very definite point. Like I knew I was 24. That was when I started questioning like, okay, I have this faith and I am so-called a Muslim. But what does that actually mean? And 24 was the age where I was extremely curious and I started going to classes. So was there an age for you where you had that? Or was it like a gradual process? I think it's a gradual process for me. Mm. Because I've started going to majlis even before I started working. Mm. But I don't have that deep understanding or deep curiosity for me to know or to want more. Mm. So, I think it was Ramadan, Ramadan last, last year, year, where it really hit me. I really want to know more, mm. and I really want to feel more. Because I'm seeing a lot of people who have like, a strong faith and understanding what religion, their state is in much happier state. Mm. It's like they are very content with the things that they have. Mm. So, so you want that? I want that. Mm. Yeah. I understand. I wasn't looking for anything that is superficial. You just want contentment and yes. peace. That's very beautiful. I really feel like it's very important to highlight that Ramadan moment for you because you said that during Ramadan, work slowed down. You didn't have as many gigs coming up, right? And because of that, you had a lot of me time. This is something that I want to highlight because I receive a lot of emails from girls saying that, you know, I've been trying to look for jobs for a year and mm-hmm. for a year and a half and I'm getting like, I'm losing hope and I'm losing my sense of worth. And I always tell them like, this could really be a hikmah, that it could be a blessing that Allah is trying to give you the risky of time. 
And I think people underestimate this blessing of time. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I just think it, it was very beautiful that you brought up that point about you not having jobs back then, but you took advantage of it by investing it on yourself, on yourself. and on your spiritual journey. Yeah. So I think that would be something that we can all learn from from you, Hannah. Yeah. yeah thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Okay. So thank um, you for acknowledging it. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think we're gonna play a game. Okay. Just to like just to lighten, lighten the, mood. the Okay, yeah. it's gonna be a quick fire question. Okay. okay. Full name. Nurul Hannah Ismail. Three fears. Heights. Oh. Yeah. Fast cars. Okay. And I don't know what's the third one. Just for now, all I can think of is height and height fast and cars. Fast cars, okay. How tall are you? I'm 157. Cute, that's my height too. <laughs> okay. Current relationship status? Single. Ooh, and available or not? Alhamdulillah, single and available. Oh, mashallah. <laughs> How long does it take you to get ready in the morning? One hour. Wow, one hour, okay. Yeah. Favorite holiday? You mean location or destination? Yeah. For now? Hmm. I would like to go to Tarim though and I'm going. So oh, Yeah, I really want... Please make dua that I get to go I mean, to Tarim I mean, inshallah. Too. I've heard beautiful things about Always Tarim. Always wanted to go to Tarim, so yeah. alhamdulillah, yeah. Um, first thing I notice in someone new that I meet? Their eyes. Their eyes. Nice. Is that one of your favorite features of yourself? Yes, I think so, yes. Oh, mashallah. Last two, okay? Last book you read? Humanity Before Religiosity. Habib Ali Al-Jifri. Habib Ali Al-Jifri and also... Tarim. It's about Tarim. Oh, because you're yes. going there? Yes. MashaAllah. Okay, last question. How do you feel right now? Content. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you said content because one of the topics that I want to talk to you about is gratitude. Oh, MashaAllah. Um, gratitude was the word for me last year. Like I was trying really, really hard to be intentful and mindful of the word gratitude and just trying to be complaining a lot less. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be a lot more grateful last year. Can you share with us what are some of the big and small things that you're grateful for lately? I'm grateful for all the beautiful people that Allah allow me to meet. You, uh-huh. and then there's Sarina, and then there's Ustaz Mizi, and there's Liana Musfira, and my Hadija circles. Mm-hmm. I'm very grateful. It's like, I thought I'm doing this hijrah alone, but... Allah has assisted me with, mashallah, a lot of beautiful people around me mm. that in a way somewhat strengthen my faith that mm. you are going to the right path. And mm. Hana, it's like, you're going to the right path, Hana. So don't worry, I'm here to assist you. So I'm, I'm giving you all these wonderful people around you for you to learn from. That's really amazing because that's yeah. something that, you know, when I was telling you at 24, mm-hmm. when I started that, that's what Allah gave me first. Like, I lost a number of friends, but I gained... Really more mashallah friends. I wouldn't say more, <laughs> you know, that's a bit like... Okay, but, like <laughs> but like, the friends he gave me when I started the hijrah, they are still friends with me till now. Mashallah. Um, nine years later, what they're my core. So, I think that's what Allah will give first when you're doing the hijrah. Yes. And I think, I think it's just making that intention, yes. right? And actually, during my first, um, because I was telling you because about my hijrah, right? So I was actually making dua, please give me the right spiritual companions mm. that can guide me to you. Mm. That's a beautiful dua. And Alhamdulillah, he blessed me with a lot of amazing people that is so mashallah mm. that I can take examples from. Mm. Mm. I think that's a, a good dua that we should all like in, include in our daily duas. It's also something that I try to pray for when I'm traveling. Because when you're in a foreign land, you are kind of like alone. You're not with family or you're not with your community. So I always pray for like, I just pray, Allah, please send us good people. Yes. And please let us be good people. Yeah. Right? I yes. think it's a huge asset to be surrounded by good companions. Mashallah. It's a great blessing. It's the greatest blessings for now. For that's me. true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's one of the big gratitudes. Yes. What about like the smaller gratitudes? Uh, I don't have to worry about my parents' health and wealth. Alhamdulillah, they are well taken care of. Mm-hmm. So basically, in a way, Allah is telling me, you know what? Uh, I've got your parents in check. So focus, focus on, on yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's really, really nice. Okay. You know, one of the things I'm grateful for is the ability 
to be able to read the Quran because it was a skill or or something that my mom has taught me. Oh my God, same. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> like because it has been taught to us, I'm sure it's the same for you. Like since we were very very young, so the ability to be able to read the Quran is so. Sometimes we take it for granted. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so sometimes when I'm feeling like super hormonal and super like emotional for no reason, mm-hmm. I'll text my mom and like, "Ibu, thank you so much for like teaching me the Quran every huruf." Inshallah, no, I just get- had this conversation really? with my mom recently. I swear to God, Inshallah, because Good I was moms. yeah because I was like I was telling my mom some of my friends they struggled to read the Quran yeah. and they were like. Asking me to make dua and teach them once in a while, mm. and I'm like, Umi, I was just so thankful for you and Abba for you know exposing me and for giving me the the foundation, the foundation yeah. to learn at such young age. Because apparently, a lot of my friends who have even more interest in the religion than me, they're still struggling to read the Quran, right. and I'm like, I oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Okay, I'm this, just, just so thankful Disclaimer guys We're not saying that Hannah and I Are like Quran no, 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 or whatever yeah. But yes. like Just the ability to read The Quran is Like I say A huge blessing It is So on that note I wanted to ask you What have been Your recent Like favourite surah And why Of late Ad-Dukhan And Yasin mm. Because these are the things I've frequent Whenever I go to Majlis Especially on Thursdays mm. We'll be reading the Yasin uh, The Duhan And Surah to Kafi mm. Kafi not so much But more on more to Duhan mm. Yeah Duhan and Yasin So is there any particular ayah Or like Maybe a backstory of why Or it's just because that you are That you frequently recite it That's yes. why you're more attached to it Yeah Because I frequently read it That's why I'm more attached to it I didn't get the time to actually uh, tadabur the about the surah mm-hmm. but yeah please make dua that I get to inshallah, do more on the surah Duhan and Yasin inshallah but again I think you are teaching me a very valuable point here which is if you would like to have a connection or fall in love with a particular part of the religion be consistent with exposing yourself to it because like Hannah because she reads it every Thursday it's the surah that you relate to it yes, the most, yes, right? Yes. So I think it's something that we have to remember. Like, if we want to be closer to Allah, like, how often then do you have maybe a conversation with Him? How often True. do you maybe study about Him or go to majlis? True. And like, be surrounded with people who love Him? True. I think we forget that we need to be constantly doing something like if not we'll forget yes it's just like eating you know because i think people forget that as much as our tummy needs food our soul also needs Mm. nourishment as well so you need to nourish your soul so one of the ways to nourish your soul is not just your salah but you need to frequent yourself to the majlis as well yeah frequent yourself to the majlis or if you unable to attend just give yourself sometime maybe a five minutes just for you to just look at YouTube mm. or hadir in, in a way you can just hadir yourself in any majlis. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think really at this day and age we have no reason to not be exposing ourselves to yes. um, you know knowledgeable content. I mean yeah. you just go on YouTube and you can like Especially when you're in Malaysia if you live in a mosque nearby I can tell you the mosque always got classes available. Mm. You can just go and make yourself available. Mm. Yeah. So you know what? I really love how you say Malaysia. Malaysia. I don't say Malaysia. It's Malaysia, okay? Yeah, I'm learning something new today. <laughs> so it's Malaysia. Yeah, because my editor always mentions Bagitau. Hana, this is not the right. This is the right pronunciation. You say Malaysia, not Malaysia, not Malaysia. Wow, I didn't know that. It's Malaysia. It's Malaysia, <laughs> guys. Okay. Okay. So talking about Malaysia, <laughs> Gee, I'm, I'm doing it right right now. Mm-hmm. Um. I know you're from Johor. Mm-hmm. Through and through. Through and through. <laughs> um, so in that sense, we're quite close. Cause like, oh, you're a Johorian? No, as in like, I'm across the border. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in Singapore. Hello, I live in Singapore. Okay, so I can, yeah. Yeah, so we're, we, we have Singapore's that connection. Like my second home, so. We take your water. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Eh? <laughs> we, we, we drink your water. That's a good sedekah, you know? Yeah, That's thank, a good khidma. Thank you. That's a good form of khidma. Thank you, what? Malaysians. <laughs> Giving us water Rather than new water right Yeah new water is New water Basically pee New water okay, is anyway. good water <laughs> <laughs> We're digressing <laughs> um, So you are a Johorian mm-hmm. Through and through But you moved to KL Eight How years long ago? ago Eight years Eight ago, years ago. <laughs> How old were you then? Can you do the math? I'm yeah, quite 26. bad at it. Yeah, 26. 24, yeah, okay. <laughs> so at 26, did you move here on your own? 
Yes. Um, this was after you win the competition or? Uh, this was after the competition where I was offered as a journalist and TV presenter at Astro Awani. Mm. Yeah. What were you thinking then? What were you feeling? Hmm. Actually, to be honest, I was not that excited. Really? Yeah, it's just like, yeah, this is just a good opportunity for me to, you know, perhaps I can just buy a house or do some traveling. Mm. <laughs> so you didn't know what what's going to be in store? But you... Yes, I do. It's just that I'm more excited of the things that... The new things that I'm going to be learning back then. Mm. Yeah. More towards opportunities for me to learn. Not so much on, hey, I got a job. Because I wasn't I wasn't worried about getting a job back then. Because I knew, inshallah, with that... With the education degree that I, that I got back then, it's I know it's easier for me to be a teacher rather than be a TV presenter mm. can always go back teaching mm. if it didn't work out at that point of at time a, at that point of time yeah so would you now consider KL your home? Mm, yeah I would say the reason being is that a lot of available classes that I can attend compared to Johor but hey Johor is where my family resides so mm. So it's a bit tough. of both. Yeah, it's yeah. tough to make a decision whether KL is my home or Johor is my home. Malaysia is my home. Che, che, che. Yeah. We're back easy, at Malaysia. Easy answer, right? Okay, so <laughs> I want I wanna I wanna know. Being okay. a host all these years, has it trained you to be a lot more PR? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Because people see me as this extroverted Hana banana. I, call, I mean, I call myself Hana banana. So I have this crazy side of me. But actually, I hate to share part of me to the public that much. Mm. Yeah, that's why I live alone with my cat. <laughs> Talking about it, okay, two things. Okay, number one, why banana? Because a lot of people will associate Hana with Hana banana and Hana pisang, right? Why? Just because it rhymes? Yeah, sort of, yes. Oh. And also, there's a crazy side to it. You know, being a banana, Hana go bananas. There's a crazy side of me as well. Interesting. So and it rhymes and it just it's a good it's a good marketing, right? Yeah, Hana Banana. It's very catchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very catchy. Yes. Okay. And then second question. I read that you you lived with a housemate. You used to live with four years old. Yes, a Japanese housemate. A Japanese revert. Yeah, can you talk yeah. more about that? About Nura, Nura Takayabu, if you're listening to this. Well, she doesn't understand English that much, but she's learning. Where is she now? Uh, she's in KL. She's married to a local now. MashaAllah. And she's taking, taking care of her mother. Mm-hmm. So she brought back the mother from Japan to Malaysia. Mm. The mother is uh, ailing, of course. Mm. Uh, she's in her 90s. MashaAllah. And she's actually suffering quite a terrible arthritis, you know. The stage is is quite serious, but she's surviving. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Mm. So I read that when you were living with her, she act- was the one taking care of my cat when I'm outstation. Abu. Yes. So what was like? Uh, maybe maybe share with us like a memorable moment that you. A lot of memorable really? moments. A lot of admirable traits in Nurata Kayabu that I can share with you. Reason ki- the reason why she. How did you even find each other? Okay, uh, Tinder. <laughs> okay, it's like this. So, I live with my cousin. So, mm-hmm. we live together in one apartment. We share an apartment together, me and my cousin. So, she had this one friend that was asking for help. If we can offer a place for her friend, which is Nura, to stay. Because she just uh, recently moved to KL to learn uh, and study the Quran. MashaAllah. Yeah. So, we're like, yeah, sure. And I didn't know at that point of time that she's a 65-year-old Japanese lady mm. wearing a niqab. And she wears a niqab? She wears niqab. MashaAllah. And she can speak uh, Arabic, not that fluent, but she can speak it yeah, fluently. MashaAllah. Yeah. Because she was a volunteer in Syria before she moved uh, to Malaysia. So, the reason why she moved to Malaysia because she wants to learn and study the Quran. Mm-hmm. So, her teacher is here. So, that's why she stayed in our place. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we welcome her with open arms. We, I get to learn a lot of stuff from her, particularly Arabic. Although, she, the way she um, pronounces it is... It's quite funny. Mm, because you know, she, has, she still has a Japanese accent. She has. She mm. still has a Japanese accent. But the admirable traits that I, that I really find so mashallah is she will walk, you know, like our place to the 
uh, her Quran uh, tour class mm-hmm. to a Quran class is quite far. It's about one and a half kilometer, mm-hmm. and she suffered arthritis. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Sometimes when she's in pain, she would still like continue walking. Inshallah, her dedication, eh, her to dedication, learning the Quran. Yes, learning the Quran. She would just walk, you know, despite the pain. Because sometimes we don't have the time to send her to the to the class because we were also working at that time. Mm. That and. And she so mashallah she she never skip her sunat prayers mashallah never skip her sunat prayers always in constant mode of zikir <laughs> and she's a, she's a revert right and she's a revert and sometimes she would like she would make it an effort lah to fast on Mondays and Thursdays mashallah and she loves the pasar malam here she loves the pasar malam in Malaysia. <laughs> of which I don't <laughs> she's more Malaysian yeah than she's you. more Malaysian than me. <laughs> So wow, yeah, that's amazing. She took really good care of my abu until now. Whenever I go and visit her, she would ask, "How's abu?" Mm. Thing is, I cannot bring my cat to her place, right? Because mm. it will make abu distress also. So she was single. She was single, yes. and then she found someone at sixty-four. Yes, ladies. That's her first, if time you're married. hearing this, <laughs> your jodo can come at any time. Yeah, that's her first marriage. Okay. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. She said I can interview her. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't understand English, but you can have a translator. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that's super amazing. Thank you for sharing about Nora. Yeah. Did you ask her why she chose Nora as a name? I'm not sure though. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure she but has think, a Japanese name. I no? think it's because I, because she's quite attached to Hubaba Noor. I'm not sure if you got... Oh, Hubaba Noor is Habib Omar bin Hafiz's wife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, and she's quite attached to her. Mashallah. Maybe that's the reason why she chose the name Nora. Nora. Yeah. I've heard great things about Hababa Noor as well. If you do see her, please give salam. Inshallah. To see my random friend from Singapore. <laughs> Inshallah. Give salam. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so um, I want to talk about, because you were saying in the beginning of the episode, you're going to do a YouTube channel, right? Okay. I feel like the more when you... When you s- mention about YouTube channel, I keep on sighing. I know, <laughs> but I feel like... I it's feel really like, hard for me, you know? I feel like when you talk more about it... I, okay, th- this is what happens with me. Okay. Like, if I want to do something, I have to tell people so that I'll be socially accountable. But I'm that kind of person. I don't know about you. Okay. Yeah. Wh- so do you... Of th- late, of late, I slowly announce people that I'll be uh, doing a YouTube channel. Mm. But when, I just don't know. <laughs> okay, another thing, another thing that I realized... This is the fear that I haven't like conquered yet. No, okay. Another thing that I realized, right is deadlines are my biggest motivator. If I do not have a deadline, you will never finish the job that you have to do. Okay. So you need to give yourself a deadline. Like 28, you're going to Tarim, right? Before 28, I have to publish. Okay. Before 28. Alright, I can do that. Yeah, see? Yeah, so, now it, that. It, okay. so now it's not just like an idea. So Aida Azlin is giving me a deadline, guys. <laughs> Oh my god, how cool is that? No, because without a deadline, it's just a fluff idea in the air, in the clouds. Yep. You need to ground that idea by giving yourself a deadline. Okay. Why do you think I have a Tuesday love letter? Because I know every Tuesday, I have to write a newsletter. Oh, I thought it's because Tuesdays with Maury. No. Oh, okay. I don't even know what that is. Is that a book? It's a book. Okay. <laughs> My Mitch album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now it sounds familiar. I think they even make it into a movie. Tuesdays with Maury? Yeah. Okay, I need to check that out. But disclaimer, <laughs> I don't know. My this Tuesday love letter has nothing to do with I that. I see, okay. Yeah, but it's about giving yourself deadlines. Okay. Yeah. The only thing you should not give yourself deadline, mm-hmm. I think, is two things in life. That is? One, when you're going to get married and when Allah is going to answer your dua. Agree. Because it's like, it's not in your hands, babe. Agree. Yeah. Deadline should be for things that you can do. Yeah, but Allah's work, let Allah do the work. Yes, you know? let Allah do the work. Yeah, actually, I totally agree. And at the same time, when you have things for you to be grateful for, you just don't know whether you should be asking more. You know, especially when it comes to all the things question. material. Maybe at the part, if it's the best for me, give it to me. Yes, but if it's not, like well, jauhkan. Even that in itself, he knows already what. But you don't know, yeah, so you still ask. Yeah, no? yeah. yeah. But he likes he likes, he likes his to be servants asked. to be to ask. So yes, exactly. You know, when I was very young, I had the same question for my dad. Mm. I was asking him, I uh, I don't know if I should be asking all these things. Like, don't you think I'm asking too much? And then my dad was like saying, okay, two things. One, 
nothing is too much for Allah. You got to understand that Allah is, you know, He, Al-Rahman. yeah, He yes. is ever generous, yes. and you cannot limit Him like you limit humans. And he's the listener. Yeah. And second thing he was saying that if you do not ask, you are of the arrogant. Yep. So I was like, man, I don't want to be arrogant. Yes. So then I just asked, you know. Yeah. I think we should continue asking because the more, the more we ask, the more he gives. But he might not necessarily give what we ask, but he will always give what we need. Yes, and it's always the best. Yeah, yeah. What I was saying is that it's not so much on the material stuff because people would. I just feel that people always asking for just the things in the dunya. They they think Allah the, the is Amazon.com. Dunya. I'm like, I remember what. Sarina was telling during our talk with Ustaz Mizi the other day in KL. It's like they make as if they are haggling in the market, you know? Mm. If you don't give me this, never mind. Just give me that. Yes, I'm like... Like bargaining. Yes. Yeah. So I think instead of focusing on the things material, why don't you just focus on the things that you, you're not sure where you're getting in the akhirah? Because mm. in the dunya, it's already certain. Mm. Your judo, your rizki and everything, right? Not certain whether you can get a good Husnul Khatima or not. Yeah, that's mm. not certain. That's not certain. At all, yeah. yeah. That's something that my parents pray for a lot. And I think as I grow older, I I now understand why they pray for it. Because it's not so much how you started. It's really about how you end, right? Yes. Yeah. My dad also said the same thing. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. not so much on how you started. It's how you end. Yeah. Alright, okay, Hannah. So, I'm going to play Would You Rather with you. <laughs> Bring it on. Would you rather have world peace or stop world hunger? Stop world hunger. Why? Because as a hadith, it's more barakah to feed people who are hungry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to stick to the hadith. Interesting. Because I think world peace is something that you won't attain. And I think if you feed people, there might be more world peace. Yeah. Because people will be more contented. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay, great answer. Okay. Um, would you rather. Meet your great-grandparents or meet your great-grandchildren? Meet my great-grandparents. Yeah. Which side? Both sides? Especially on my mom's side. Why? Because my mom has been telling a lot of wonderful wonderful stories about him and how he made his hijrah from Tarim to Malaysia. Oh, really? That would be like really, really... Awesome if I get to meet him. So is that why you're going to Tarim? Kind of? Yes, I'm going to visit him in Zanbal, inshallah. Masha'Allah. Yeah, that's where he's buried. buried. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I know, right? I feel like crying as well. <laughs> you, you'll <laughs> be the second person to cry today <laughs> on my podcast. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Would you rather know all the world's languages or speak with animals? Hmm, that's tough. Yeah. Because I like to be both. Cannot, must choose one. Must choose one, yeah? Okay, like, I think... Speak animal languages like Nabi Sulaiman lah. Oh, At least Allah. I get to know more about, about my Abu. cat, Abu. Yeah. Yeah, and love him better. Since you say he has a problem being a cat. Yes, he doesn't <laughs> know how to cat. That's the problem. <laughs> okay, and last one. Would you rather no one shows up to your wedding or no one shows up to your funeral? No one shows up to my wedding. Why? I just don't like being the centre of the attention. At least I want people, I, I want more people to come to my funeral. <laughs> So, wait. So, so you would rather no one show up to your wedding so that more people will show up to your to, funeral. Yeah. Okay, that's my answer as well. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so that more people can so do it for the you. So, the same. Yeah. In the same lane. Wave bump. blank now. Yes, exactly. Because I was like, what? Okay, now I get it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Hannah. So, Is that all? Yeah, okay. you want more? Yeah, I want more. Okay, okay. Oh, you love this yeah, kind of game. Yeah, I'd rather. Yes, I'd rather. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, last, last. Okay. Make it the final one. Make it like the final question. The final one. Oh, this is interesting. Would you rather marry someone who doesn't love you or marry someone you don't love? I'd rather marry someone I don't love who loves me. Mm. I think that's what every girl would choose. Yeah. But I hope I hope you would both love. Oh, yes. Mutually. Inshallah. Inshallah. I mean, I mean. I want to talk about timing. Okay. So, you've been in the industry for seven years. And prior to that, you were a teacher. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, you were going back and forth from Singapore to JB. Yeah. <laughs> These are like distinct moments in your timeline. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought like how Allah perfectly timed everything? Like looking back, did you ever wonder 
why things happened now. Like why after- why things happen as it is. Yeah. Like I want to talk to you. Now that when you mention it, I think God is really preparing me for me now. Mm-hmm. Because when you mentioned that I was shuttling, right? I was actually adjusting myself to the busy life, working in the production line. Because mm. looking back, I think there are a lot of things I can complain, but I didn't because we're just too tired at the end of the day. So we really have no time to complain and just like, just go je. See? I'm just doing it. I like you. Just go je, you know? Because you have to wake up at 5am in the morning. From, from, from JB house. to JB. Wait, wait, no. I was, I was oh, staying in leaving, Singapore. You were staying in Singapore. Staying in Singapore. I, mean, I could have JB gone to school in Singapore. Uh-huh. But my mom decided that we should, she should like take all of her children to JB. So it's easier for her to commute and just monitor her kids. In JB. In JB. Because mm. she was working in JB. I see. My father was the one working in Singapore. Singapore. So all this Back and forth. Back and forth and busy shadow, right? Like, live, I can just like live anywhere and sleep anywhere and everywhere. Mm. So, it's the same as working in the production line. They prepare you for production line. Yeah. And That's also, true. yeah. And also the teaching, it actually can help me how to be a good presenter. Yeah, of course. And you have like to prepare your lesson plans, right? So it's the same as your you're doing, uh, like prepare for my scripts and also the pre-productions. Mm. Isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And now that I look at and I look back, yeah. Oh my God, I'm already ha- like having goosebumps because <laughs> in a way, God really is preparing me for all this. Mm. He really does. If you just take the time to trace back your life, you would understand why things happen the way it happened. Yeah. And if it hasn't made sense yet, it's okay. I guess I need to do more podcasts for it, <laughs> for me to reflect more. You know? Sometimes... I'm unable to reflect on my own. You need someone to, to talk, ask you questions. To ask me questions and because, talk about it. I think because you've oh, this been... this is great. <laughs> I think because you've been asking questions as a host. Yeah, and I think get to reflect, right? Yeah. Oh, mashallah. Yeah. So... Wow. And and you know what's crazy? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah is like looking at me with big eyes right now. <laughs> and what's amazing is, Hannah, like our best days are yet to come. Like there's still like a lot more, inshallah, that Allah has planned for us. Yeah. But then every step... I look forward to it. Yeah, every step that we take um, should excite us because we don't know, right? What's yes. going to happen. Isn't it exciting? Yeah. And looking forward because we know that whatever that God wants to put you through is actually the best. Mm. Oh, subhanAllah, when I look at it, oh my God. <laughs> Isn't it exciting? <laughs> I'm being a bit dramatic, but seriously, super hyped and excited Mm. right now. (laughs) That's true. Actually, when you made that connection between what happened when you were younger to like how it raided you for your career, I think it was the same joy that happened to me when I figured out why Allah made me go through certain things in my life. Like 10 years ago, I went to art school for university. Mm -hmm. And in Singapore, when you go to art school 10 years ago, Everybody, including my parents, are like, what are you going to do when, oh you, my God. when you work? Malaysian setting pun is summer. the same. Yeah. yeah. And then I did film. So everybody's like, okay, so you're going to be a director? Are you going to be an actress? Like, what's your end goal right now? And mind you, I was 20. Yeah, because everyone was chasing for pure science courses, right? Yeah. And like, how are you going to get a job? But to be honest, like, I never thought about like, I guess my philosophy in life is always like, gojo. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be able to figure out as I go along. Okay. And then when when I finally like did this whole YouTube thing, I realized, hey, my film background yeah. taught me how to edit. So all that education in art school helped have me. Have you for this. Yeah, for my career. And that's amazing. I don't know about you, but like, have you ever had a specific plan for your life? <laughs> I know it, this is a bit overrated, but I think it has always been goja. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm saying although, it that way. Although I, although I don't use the term goja, but ala jalan je. Yeah, it's <laughs> Mine the same. Buat je. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to have a clearer purpose, in a way, kind of set things for you. Mm. You may not know what kind of plans that you need to go, but once you have that purpose, you can see the bigger picture. Mm. There's this thing that you spoke to me about uh, about starting your own YouTube channel and how there's this sense of fear. And I was thinking about what you said and I feel like fear has been given a bad rap 
everybody wants to avoid fear. But fear, if you use it to your advantage, is a really healthy energy to have. Because without mm-hmm. the sense of fear, you cannot protect yourself. It's the sense of fear that tells you, hey, you shouldn't be walking in this dodgy road. It yeah. protects you. Yeah. But the thing is, how do you use that fear to push you to do things that you want to do, i.e. your purpose. And one of the things I always tell myself, if you feel fear of doing something that actually excites you, it means you are doing something meaningful and doing something important. Because mm-hmm. if it's not important, you wouldn't even feel anything. Well, subhanAllah, when you talk about fear, which is khawfun, right? Mm-hmm. It's amazing because you, I was discussing this before in a class I attended and also with Sarina and Ustaz Mizi back in Singapore because we were talking about Khalfun and Raja, uh, hope and fear. Mm. So it's something that you need to have because I thought it's, we're talking about religion per se or to have faith per se, but you can use the hope and fear for everyday for life. Everyday life. Yeah. It's like hope and fear is like the two wings that allow you to fly. Mm. If you only have one side of wing, which is hope, You're right? one-sided. You're just one-sided. How can you fly and... If you only have hope without fear, you will fly in all directions. Yes. Like It won't make you go cautious. Yeah. And be aware of you things. You might harm yourself. Yeah. But so if you I only have fear... Maybe you won't even fly. Yes. You're giving me a different perspective right now because I thought initially it was just, yeah, it was just related to faith and religion. Khalfun and Raja. But Bahana, it turns out... <laughs> Bahana, that's the thing. I think from talking to you, I realized that this is why they say Islam is a way of life. Yeah, subhanAllah. Islam is in our everyday is in our everyday life. Yeah, it's not just it like... It encompasses everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> also... <gasps> Okay. So many things. Yeah. Like <laughs> so many di- discoveries. Moments of enlightenment. <laughs> yeah, mashallah. mashallah. So yeah, going back to your YouTube channel, I still want to talk to you about this. I wanted to just tell you that maybe you have all this fear that it's not really a bad thing. It's just maybe an indication that you are on the verge of doing something extremely meaningful. And that's why you have the fear. Yeah. When I read biographies of like really great athletes, every match they play, they still have a little bit of fear. And I think that's what makes them great. Because imagine being so arrogant Mm -hmm. that you have no fear. And when that happens, your heart is no longer in it anymore. Subhanallah. I think I can also relate to my daily life because being an MC gigs, right? I know that once I have this nervousness, I know that things going to turn out fine. Good. Yeah. But when I don't feel that at all, so some, you, you don't even somehow, feel anything. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just like, it won't turn out that great. Mm. It's true. And if you ask me how I feel before shooting every single video, before writing anything, even before getting married, mm-hmm. I always feel nervous. And like you say, So it, nervousness is normal. Yeah. It's not yeah. just normal. It may be good. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I think it starts from changing the mindset that it is not bad. It's really not bad. It's not the worst thing that can happen. And it's not weakness. No, not yeah. at all. So for those of you guys who are thinking of trying something or doing something or I don't know, you're trying to make a decision. If you're feeling nervous about it, it might be a good sign that it might be a good thing. Subhanallah. And I think the only solution to cure that nervousness and to lessen that fear is to just freaking do it. <laughs> Another hashtag gojer. Yeah, because it's only after you finish doing it mm-hmm. that you'll be like, oh, all this nervousness yeah. is gone. If you never do it, you yes. will always be in that state of nervousness. Yes, and yes, that's yes. not that's not a cool place to be, yeah. uh, honestly. You can be yeah. nervous for like yes. a day or two, but like seriously, just freaking Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll post it on the 28th. So be sure to catch my channel, okay? My YouTube channel. YouTube.com <laughs> forward slash... Banana TV. B-E-N-A-N-A, yes, right? B-E-N-A-N-A, Banana TV. Yes. Yeah. Please be sure to catch Hannah's new video on her YouTube. Inshallah. Inshallah, I make dua for her. Thank you. To have Istiqamah on this. Inshallah. And to create more purposeful and meaningful content. Inshallah. I mean, inshallah. I mean. <laughs> Culture. Okay, so Hannah, wrapping up the episode, I always ask my guests this question. If there is one word that you would want your life this year 
to be centered on? Like for me, it's intention, right? What do you think your word would be? Purpose, definitely. Because 2020, I feel like it's going to be a year full of purpose for me. I will renew time and time again my intentions and mm -hmm. my purpose. So if I were to do traveling, it will be a purposeful travel purposeful traveling. Yeah. If I were to do programs, it will be a purposeful program. Mm -hmm. If I attend majlis, it will be a purposeful majlis. So if I do anything or everything for that matter... It's going to be with purpose. It's not just going to be saja, saja je. Mm. Why are you here? Saja. Why are you there? Saja. Mm. It's not going to be that anymore. So, Hana, why are you here recording this podcast with me? Well, my purpose is... Gee, my purpose is... Uh, <laughs> okay, that's difficult. But I hope that by doing this podcast, people who are listening can gain benefit from it. I did, And can for then sure. a thing or two lah. Maybe yeah. not so much now because I don't know if I share... Something beneficial pun But at least Can learn a thing or two I definitely did Alhamdulillah Okay so thank you so much Hannah thank For you so being much. on the show It was great fun to have you Can't believe this is my first time Meeting you and then Recording a podcast Alhamdulillah But I'm very goja And I had really good vibes with you So I Hashtag knew Hashtag is goja Yeah, yeah goja Alright and with that We'll wrap this episode And we'll catch you guys In the next one inshallah yeah. Bye Assalamualaikum Assalamualaikum Thank you so much for listening to this episode, guys. I hope you took away a new idea, a new perspective, or maybe even got you in the mood to do some soul reflection, inshallah. There's so much more good stuff coming up on The Ida Azlin Show, so be sure to follow. And only if you want to, you can also share this episode all over the internet. You'll make my day if you do. If you want to hear more from me, I also write a love letter every Tuesday to over 60,000 ladies from all around the world and I'd love for you to join us. To subscribe for free, you can go on over to idaazlin.com and enter your email address and inshallah, the following Tuesday, you'll get your first love letter from me delivered straight to your inbox. Once again, this podcast is proudly sponsored by AA+, the premium monthly membership program for curious seekers. Here's what some of the girls have to say about it. Hidayah says, You know what, Ida? I unsubscribe Netflix because I think AA+, is way better than it. I really enjoy AA+, it's worth my money and my time. Kina says, never regretted joining AA+. I love all of the content and I've seen a lot of progress within me ever since I joined the community. I feel extremely blessed to be able to listen, to read and to learn from all of the content being shared on AA+. If you guys want to join Hidayah and Kina and the rest of the AA+, champions, or if you want to know more about AA+, simply head on over to aaplus.co and let us take care of the rest. And with that, thank you guys once again. I'll see you guys very soon, inshallah. Bye!